You're listening to episode 23 of the Curiosity Club podcast. Welcome to the Curiosity Club podcast, a safe place to get your weekly dose of life lessons, helping you let go of fear, overwhelm and insecurities. I'm your host, Katri Barrett, and with each episode, I share my insights and practical skills for you to unlock your full potential. Live and work confidently. Be courageous. Be curious. Because life's too short to keep holding yourself back. Welcome back, lovely people. For those of you who are new to the Curiosity Club, I'm your host, Katri Barrett. I'm one of the UK's leading transformational life coaches, and I specialize in helping women find freedom from stress, overwhelm, and a lack of confidence. Now, if you are already on my mailing list, then you will have heard the very exciting announcement that later this week, the doors open to my very first online course. I've been working tirelessly over the last few months, pouring everything into this course. I'm so excited to finally share it with you. This uh, online six-week course and community is your complete guide to becoming unstuck. It will teach you the fundamentals of creating long-lasting, sustainable change. Be that changes to yourself, your relationships, your career, or just your life in general. Imagine having a toolbox to navigate the unique roadmap of your own personality. Why it is you do what you do, why you feel what you feel and think what you think, and how you can manage each of those to be the most successful version of yourself. That is what this course gives you. For the very first time, I'm making the fundamentals of my coaching methods available to you wherever you are in the world and for a really affordable price. This course is for you if you know you want to make a change to yourself, your emotions, your relationships, or maybe your career, but you don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried in the past and you've set yourself goals or tar- targets, but you just keep seem to failing, be failing at them. If you're stuck in the same old patterns and feel like you could be happier or you could be more fulfilled, then this is the course for you. And as a very special thank you for being a Curiosity Club listener, I want to offer you an early bird discount. Now, it's only going to be available for a week, so do not miss out. And places are limited. I've already had lots of people sign up to the waitlist, so be sure to grab your place on the course while you can. Together, let's create a life that you're excited to wake up to. To sign up, you can either hit the link in the show notes, I'll pop it in there, or email me on hello at catrybarrett.com if you have any questions. And we can always jump on a call together to talk about the course in more detail. I am so, so, so excited to work with some of you in real life on this. So go, 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 get in touch now. Moving on to today's topic. I want to talk to you about the F word, the unspeakable, unimaginable F word that we all live in fear of and deem to be the worst thing that could happen to us. Of course, I am talking about failing. 
failure, fail. The most common thing that stops people from pursuing their ideas or listening to their gut instinct and their dreams is the fear that it will all go tits up and they will be branded with the word failure. I want to help you shift how you see failure because it isn't as big of a baddie that it's made out to be. I want to inspire you to go after that dream job, start that business you've always wanted or ask your best friend out on a date because you aren't afraid of failing. Last week we were talking about making friends with your body. This week we're talking about making friends with failure. None of us like to get things wrong, but sometimes it is only by making a bad decision that we figure out which is the right decision. Sometimes it's only from things going wrong that we learn how to make them right. When we disappoint ourselves, this is when we have the opportunity to learn most about ourselves. When I was a teenager, I developed a case of don't try, can't failitis, and basically stopped putting my full effort into things. My fear of not being good enough at exams, at school and in relationships was so extreme that I believed my best option was to not put any effort in at all. Because if I hadn't put any effort in and I got bad grades or came last or got rejected, it wouldn't actually count as a failure because I hadn't actually tried. Right? I'm sure some of you can relate to this. Have there been times when you haven't given something your all because you were so afraid of failing? I thought as much. This is why we are all in this club together. And if you're not in the don't try, can't failitis category, then I bet you are in the work myself into the ground category. This is where your fear of failing causes you to push yourself so hard that you overwork, overexercise, and put your health and well-being last, all in a bid not to fail. Just a side note here, that because I know that you can't actually see me, but whenever I say the word fail or failure, my hands are up in the air and I'm doing a massive inverted commas. For me, what my don't try can't fail-itis meant was that I was a long-term coaster. I coasted my way through life, never really giving anything my all, never fully engaging or going for anything. This was hugely detrimental to my already lacking self-esteem because I knew I was capable of so much more and I wanted to do well. At the time, when I was a teenager and in my early 20s, I had big dreams of becoming a respected and successful artist known around the world and I wanted to make a lot of money doing so. Yet, I wasn't respecting my own wishes and taking the steps necessary in order to do this. I wasn't putting any effort in. My wake-up call was when I almost failed my degree. My coasting luck had finally run out and I did terribly, which for me, was the straw that broke the camel's back. 
If you're a regular listener to the podcast, then you'll have heard my story before and heard me talking in detail about this. I'm going to suggest that if you haven't listened to it, you jump back after this episode and listen to episode number 17. As this as episode 17 will give you some more context as to how I went from dreaming to be an artist to being a transformational life coach and all of the failings in between. It was ultimately the spectacular failure of messing up my three years at university that started me on my journey to perceiving things going wrong in a different way. After spending the whole of my teenage years and early 20s frozen by fear and not putting the effort into the things I wanted to do, I now live my life by the philosophy of ruling things out in order to figure out the best route forward. Society tells us that we should have it all figured out by the time we're 18 and know what it is we want from life and exactly what route we should go in and each step to get there. But this is never really the case. Most of us have no idea. We're just kind of spat out from school and we just kind of keep doing things, making decisions or not, in my case, and in so many others. Most of my one-to-one coaching clients come to me in their late 20s and early 30s, sometimes even older, because they feel like they still have no idea what it is they want from life or what it is they want to be doing. They feel like they're stuck, not knowing which steps to take or what they want to do, either career-wise or relationship-wise. After a few sessions working together, it's usually always the case that we discover they do, in fact, have ideas of what they would like to do. They have just been too afraid of what might go wrong, that it's the wrong decision or that the idea they have will fail. I want to pitch to you the notion that there is no wrong move in life. Only ones that have better outcomes than others. I want to let you know that it's okay if you start something and then want to do a U-turn. If you've tried something and it doesn't work out for you, great. That means you've ruled out one thing onto the next. You're one step closer to finding what it is you do want to do and finding that contentment and fulfillment that ultimately we all want to get from life. The important thing is to just keep putting one foot in front of the other. After all, that is what constitutes a journey. Your dream destination doesn't change location if your journey changes course. It doesn't matter which route you take to get there even if it is the long way round. One of the main positives to come out of failing is that it teaches you so much. Way more than success ever can. We probably all know someone, whether in real life or someone we can think of in the media, who has been handed everything on a plate and it has been to their own detriment. Someone who always got what they want without having to really work for it and put the effort in. Someone who always got bailed out whenever something went wrong or perhaps gifted an opportunity whenever they sought it. Now, these people tend to never really feel satisfied for very long and often fall into compensatory or escapism behaviours because they haven't had the opportunity to explore the possibilities 
and the deeper, darker areas of themselves that failure offers us. It's so easy to end up feeling lost when you haven't had the opportunity to use the map of failure to change direction. It can be easy, of course, to idolise success and wish it to come easily to us. But we would not only miss out on all the lessons that come from failing, but we would also probably end up with a very inflated ego, and in some cases, the misconception that we are invincible. Failure teaches us humility, how to be humble. It reminds us that we are all equals, none of us better than the other, because at some point, we all fail. You see, there are far more lessons to be learned from failing than there are from success, especially about ourselves. A good example of this is when a relationship ends. We often see it that a relationship ending means that it has failed, that they or we have failed. But what if we were to reframe this? What if you were to see the ending of a relationship as a success because you spent, say, three years supporting, nurturing and growing together? It was a success because you both acknowledged you were no longer happy and wanted different things. It was a success because you did what was best for both of you and ended it rather than continuing the relationship when it wasn't right and both suffering and hurting. It was a success because of everything you learned and did in those three years, not because it ended up failing. And that is in those inverted commas again. When we apply for a job or a promotion that we don't get, that might be seen as a failure. But what about all that invaluable feedback you get about why you didn't get the job? You're able to learn what didn't work at that time so that you can improve on it for next time. Eventually, you become so clear about what your employer or the type of employer is looking for that you land a much more senior role than you ever could have done previously. You miss out on opportunities to grow like this when you see failure as a bad thing and when you resist it and then you give up at the first hurdle. Often we mistake a failure as a signifier of a poor character trait, that we're missing something. But failure isn't personal. It doesn't say anything about us as individuals, only that our actions need a little tweaking. When you can reframe it in your mind like this, rather than fearing failure, you can allow it to make you more confident, resilient and courageous. When it inevitably happens to you, because it happens to all of us at various points in our lives, the important thing is what you do afterwards. You have the choice to either take it personally and dwell on all the reasons it means you're lacking in something, maybe lacking in expertise, experience, attractiveness, money, qualifications, etc. Or you pull your socks up and think, right, this time XYZ didn't work because I need to improve my public speaking or learn how to code or notice the signs and listen to when they say they want to go traveling on your first date with someone. Think of your, your failures as an opportunity to collect data and that data will give you the roadmap of how to move forward. Maybe it is learning a new skill 
Maybe it's managing your emotions differently. Or perhaps it's working with a coach or a mentor to help you navigate that better path. Perhaps it's doing an online course with a coach such as mine that I mentioned at the beginning. Failure is collecting data. It's always there, but we just have to allow ourselves to see it rather than just resisting everything and running away from the aftermath of a failure. I want you to start reframing failures for yourself. After you've listened to this episode, at some point today, I want you to create a list of all your biggest failures up to date. Write them all down. Maybe it's relationships that have ended. Maybe it's bad grades. Maybe it's not getting a job. Maybe it's losing a report that you've worked on for two weeks and it's just wiped from your laptop. What I want you to do next is to list everything that you have learned or anything that was good to come out of each of those failures. Some things might be really obvious, others might require a little digging for. As always, enlist the help of friends if you need a little bit of external perspective to help you find something. Maybe a horrible breakup that left you feeling broken a few years ago then caused you to reconnect with your girlfriends and meant that you were single at the perfect opportunity which meant you met the love of your life. Maybe the rejection from what you thought was your dream job caused you to embark on a new career path that fulfills you in ways you hadn't realised and hadn't dreamed possible. Perhaps your computer crashing taught you the importance of hitting save every few minutes when writing that important document. Rather than being afraid, see your failures as lessons in how to succeed better. I'm paraphrasing the wonderful Elizabeth Day here, host of the brilliant podcast How to Fail and author of the book of the same name. If fear of failure is a big is a big problem for you, I highly recommend diving into both Elizabeth's podcast and her book. She's an array of wonderful guests who share all their plunders and what they've learned from them. The two main takeaways I want you to have from this episode are that past failures don't make you a failure and that if something scares the crap out of you, it's probably worth doing. If it's something that has risk, that requires you to push yourself and takes you out of your comfort zone, it is worth doing. It's when you're out of your comfort zone that you grow and you learn the most. Keep asking yourself, what is the worst that can happen? And really go to town here, because I bet when you really specify the worst possible thing that could go wrong, it will either not be as bad as you initially perceived, or you realise that even if that terrible thing does happen, you'll still be able to pick yourself up afterwards and start again. Would it really be so bad if you had to move back in with your parents temporarily? Would people actually laugh at you? Or would they admire you for trying? Or perhaps would they even notice or care at all? Remind yourself of all the people you admire who have failed. And do some research here. The people you admire in business or successful in the areas um, that you aspire to be also, look them up and look at their journey. Because I'm sure their journey to success hasn't been as smooth sailing or as easy as it might appear. 
For example, some of my favourite examples are that Thomas Edison was told by teachers at school that he was too stupid to learn anything at all. Yet, he then went on to create over a thousand inventions that shaped our society today, such as the light bulb, sound recording and motion picture. Oprah Winfrey was fired from her first job as a TV anchor after being deemed unfit for television. Look at her now. J.K. Rowling claims that she used to be the biggest failure she knew and her Harry Potter books were rejected by 12 publishers before Bloomsbury agreed to publish the first one. And even then, Bloomsbury warned her that she would need a a day job as well because she would never make any money as a children's writer. Today, J.K. Rowling has gone on to sell millions of copies in 73 different languages and has earned about $20 billion from film adaptions and sponsorships. What if fear of failing had stopped any of those people gunning for their dreams? What if they'd given up when they failed that first time? It is time that you stop fearing your failure and just take action. When it does happen, as it will do, learn from it and turn it into something good. As American writer Albert Hubbard said, there is no failure except no longer trying. If this episode has caused you to see your failures differently, then please leave a review letting me know how so. Your reviews and five-star ratings help other people find the podcast and I'm very grateful for them. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already and share with any friends who need to stop beating themselves up about the things that have gone wrong. Until next week, stay curious.